Hello, and welcome to Mind Your Own Quizness. I'm your host, Morgan Burns. We've got two great contestants today. Let's have you introduce yourselves, starting with Toby. Hey, I'm Toby. I'm in California right now. Fun fact is that in general, there are always more herbivores than carnivores, but there are always more types of carnivores than there are types of herbivores. Hmm, cool. Do you know any reasons for that? I think it's kind of like an evolutionary explanation and like a sort of ecosystem resource explanation. Like, I don't know, the herbivore strategy, you just have a, you know, a ton of herbivores eating away. And then there's like many, many complicated strategies for how to be a predator of herbivores. And so like, I don't know, just these evolutionary and environment ecosystem pressures result in this pattern that repeats throughout the world. That makes sense. Ben, tell us about yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you, Morgan, for having me. My name is Benjamin Cuba. I'm a musician in the Boston area. I live in Somerville. I am a dance class accompanist and put out solo music. I also host my own comedy show on Zoom called Having a Good Time Comedy Club. And my fun fact would be that the letter Q is the only letter in the English alphabet that does not appear in any state or territory in the United States. Time to start a new state. Yeah. See if Quebec wants to join us. I think we could convince them to leave Canada. Yeah. It's next door. It's a neighbor. All right. Let's get started. Uh, there are only two contestants today, so there will not be any stumper. So if you don't know the answer, you can guess or just write don't know. Question one. The category for question one is five in honor of episode five. Johnny Five was the main character in what 1986 film? He leaves the military after being struck by lightning and then befriends Stephanie, played by Ali Sheedy. Well, can you repeat the year of the movie, Morgan? Sure. It was 1986. 1986. Okay. Uh, there's no lost point for a wrong guess, is there, or is there? No, you can make as okay. wild a guess as you want. Yeah. Question two. On this day, this day being February 23rd, 1898, French novelist Emile Zola was imprisoned for libel because of an open letter he had written alleging anti-Semitism in the jailing of Alfred Dreyfus. What was the seven-letter title of that open letter? The title ends with an ellipsis and an exclamation point, so I expect you to pronounce your answer dramatically. Question three. Sheb Woolley's 1958 song, The Purple People Eater, samples what four-word slogan from Nair commercials? From what commercials? Nair commercials, N-A-I-R. Question four. With an estimated net worth of $600 million, who is the wealthiest female musician in the world? She was born in St. Michael and raised in Bridgetown. She uses her middle name in her music career and her last name in her other business ventures. Question five. Sir Henry Percy, who died in the Battle of Shrewsbury, is best known by what seven-letter nickname? While the details of his death are somewhat uncertain, Shakespeare depicted him being slain by Prince Hal in Henry IV, Part One. There is currently a football club in Tottenham named after him. What was the original part of the question? Uh, Sir Henry Percy, who died in the Battle of Shrewsbury, is best known by what seven-letter nickname? Ah, oh, yeah. Right, let's go for the answers to the first five questions. Question one. Johnny Five was the main character in what 1986 film? He leaves the military after being struck by lightning and then befriends Stephanie, played by Ali Sheedy. Ben? <laughs> oh, just a wild guess here. I put Top Gun. I know that's not it. Toby? My wild guess is Johnny Mnemonic. 
Right. The correct answer was short circuit. Oh, short circuit. Never seen, never seen, never heard of it either. Oh, yeah. He's a robot designed for the military. He gets struck by lightning and becomes sentient and then goes on adventures with Ali Sheedy. I've not seen the film. I've seen five minutes of the sequel, which um, was a great five minutes. I don't, I don't really feel the need to watch the rest of the movie. There's a character who's kidnapped and can somehow broadcast messages to his friends only in the form of musical notes. And so he's sending them clues to come find him in musical notes. Like in melodies, like like like, mel- like melodies of a song, or like in the actual notes, uh, like, like melodies, like characters in a taxi and listening to and recognizes something is on Broadway, and so she says, "Get onto Broadway," and the driver says, "Which way?" And then the next song is downtown, so they go downtown. Oh, <laughs> Question two: On February twenty third, eighteen ninety eight, French novelist Emile Zola was imprisoned for libel because of an open letter he had written alleging anti semitism in the jailing of Alfred Dreyfus. What was the seven letter title of that open letter? The title ends with an ellipsis and an exclamation point. So I expect you to pronounce your answer dramatically. Toby? I do not know. Ben? All right. Dramatically, you said, right? Dram- please, yes. Jacques. That is correct. Jacques. I believe that, yeah, that's seven letters. I don't know. I can't spell it, but that's. Yes, it's seven letters. Or if you had answered in English, it would still be seven letters. I accuse. Question three. Sheb Woolley's 1958 song, The Purple People Eater, samples what four-word slogan from Nair commercials? Ben? Uh, I do not take care of my hair, so I don't, <laughs> I don't, I have no idea about this one. Toby? Yeah, I also don't know. The answer, there were a couple of answers I would have accepted. We wear short shorts, who wears short shorts, or I like short <laughs> shorts. That was the slogan for Nair? Oh, really? It is, it's still is. I think they've oh, had recent sense. commercials yeah. that still say we wear short shorts. Question four. With an estimated net worth of $600 million, who is the wealthiest female musician in the world? She was born in St. Michael and raised in Bridgetown. She uses her middle name in her music career and her last name in her other business ventures. Toby? Just a guess, Beyonce. Ben? I put Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna is correct. Robin oh, Rihanna yeah. Fenty. Yes. Oh, uh, Fenty. Yeah. Um, apparently, Beyonce's net worth is four hundred million dollars. Rihanna's is six hundred okay. million. Oh, that's surpri- I'm surprised Beyonce doesn't have as much money as Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I think they're both doing really well in their singing careers, but uh, Rihanna is doing a lot better in her side hustles. She's selling makeup and I think alcohol and a few other things. Question five. Sir Henry Percy, who died in the Battle of Shrewsbury, is best known by what seven-letter nickname? While the details of his death are somewhat uncertain, Shakespeare depicted him being slain by Prince Hal in Henry IV, Part One. There's currently a football club in Tottenham named after him. Ben? Uh, I believe it's Hotspur. Toby? Yeah, Hotspurs. Hotspur is correct. The Tottenham Hotspurs. All right, so at the end of the first quarter, Ben has three points and Toby has one point. And I'll uh, give a shout out now to the email address for the show. It's uh, myoquizness at gmail.com. The Twitter handle is at myoquizness. So if you want to be a contestant, if you have questions or comments, if there are topics that you want me to ask more questions about, 
If you're upset that I dangled a preposition just then, send me an email or reach out on Twitter at myoquizness. Question six. The following are lyrics from what song? It was originally released in 1995. A 1997 cover spent 11 weeks at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay chart. I just need the title, not the artist. I don't know him anymore. There's nothing where he used to lie. My conversation has run dry. That's what's going on. Nothing's fine. Can you repeat those lyrics again, Morgan, please? Sure. I don't know him anymore. There's nothing where he used to lie. My conversation has run dry. That's what's going on. Nothing's fine. Question seven. In 1980, the government of South Africa confiscated the passport of what Anglican cleric? Question eight. Esther Greenwood is the protagonist in what 1963 semi-autobiographical novel by a poet known for having daddy issues? Do we need to know the poet or the name of the, or the title? Uh, just the title. Question nine. Peter Weller played what title character in a 1984 science fiction film? The character's first name derives from the Spanish word for cowboy and his last name is a Japanese exclamation that originally meant 10,000 years. Question 10. On a season six episode of 30 Rock, Jack discovers that in the 1990s, Liz Lemon had donated money to what paramilitary organization? Liz explains that she thought she was contributing to a retirement fund. Let's go over the second quarter. Question six. The following are lyrics from what song? Originally released in 1995, a 1997 cover spent 11 weeks at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 airplay chart. I don't know him anymore. There's nothing where he used to lie. My conversation has run dry. That's what's going on. Nothing's fine. Toby? Don't know. Ben? Don't know either, but I guessed Hurt by Nine Inch Nails and Johnny Cash. <laughs> it's the only cover I know that was in the 90s. <laughs> It's uh, pretty close. It's a four-letter title, Torn, by Natalie Imbruglia. Question seven. In 1980, the government of South Africa confiscated the passport of what Anglican cleric? Ben? My guess was Desmond Tutu. Toby? Yeah, I don't know. Desmond Tutu is correct. Question eight. Uh, Esther Greenwood is the protagonist in what 1963 semi-autobiographical novel by a poet known for having daddy issues. Toby? Bennett? Ben? I guessed uh, I know why the cage bird sings. It's the bell jar. Oh, it's Sylvia, Sylvia Plath. Sylvia, Sylvia Plath. The bell jar. Oh, man. Okay. She's uh, the only famous one. for writing that novel and the poem Daddy. Oh, of course. I, I got to add that to my reading list. As a very happy book. I'm no. Yeah, she, she's written one or two poems that are happy, but that's certainly not her, uh, not her general vibe. Question nine. Peter Weller played what title character in a 1984 science fiction film? The character's first name derives from a Spanish word for cowboy, and his last name is a Japanese exclamation that originally meant 10,000 years. Ben. I just, I know you played, you might've played this, but I put RoboCop. <laughs> Toby. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought you were asking for the movie title and my guess was Brazil, but you're asking for the name. And I, I don't know. I mean, the last name sounds like it's Munnen, which is 
Japanese for 10,000 years, but I don't know. Uh, he did play Robocop. No, this was Buckaroo Banzai. Buckaroo oh, Banzai. Okay. Buckaroo comes from the Spanish vaquero, meaning cowboy. And Banzai is, uh, I think, a more antiquated way of saying uh, Ichiman Nen. Question 10. On a season six episode of 30 Rock, Jack discovers that in the 1990s, Liz Lemon had donated money to what paramilitary organization? Liz explains that she thought she was contributing to a retirement fund. Toby? I don't know. My guess is FARC. Ben? I've never watched 30 Rock, sadly, but uh, I put AARP. I didn't know. (laughs) It was the Irish Republican Army. Oh, sure. Oh, oh she of, was, course. of course. That's yes. obvious. Oh, right. Yeah, man, that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a musician. I don't have an IRA account. I, don't have, I haven't figured out my retirement yet. <laughs> At the end of the first half, Ben has four points. Toby has one point. Question 11. Due to the widespread climate impact of Mount Tambora's 1815 eruption, 1816 is widely known as the year without what? This phrase has appeared in the titles of books by Guinevere Glassford and William Klingman, as well as a song by Rasputina. Can you repeat that, please, Morgan? Sure. Due to the widespread climate impact of Mount Tambora's 1815 eruption, 1816 is widely known as the year without what? The phrase has appeared in the titles of books by Guinevere Glassford and William Klingman, as well as a song by Rasputina. Question 12. In 1985, the Department of Transportation in which U.S. state introduced a forward slogan as part of an anti-littering campaign? The slogan appears on countless souvenirs and has been inducted into the Advertising Hall of Fame. So I'm looking for the name of the state. Question 13. A line from Langston Hughes' poem Harlem inspired the title of what Lorraine Hansberry play that debuted on Broadway in 1959? Question 14. Rick Rock sang the titular denial in a 2000 song in which a Jamaican-American pop star sang most of the lyrics. What was the name of that song? Can you repeat that question, Morgan? Sure. Rick Rock sang the titular denial in a 2000 song in which a Jamaican-American pop star sang most of the lyrics. What was the name of that song? Question 15. A 19th century Earl of what house is most famous for leading a light cavalry brigade at the Battle of Balaclava and wearing a light sweater with buttons? Okay, let's go over the answers. Question 11. Due to the widespread climate impact of Mount Tambora's 1815 eruption, 1816 is widely known as the year without what? This phrase has appeared in the titles of books by Guinevere Glassford and William Klingman, as well as a song by Rasputina. Ben? Day without sun. Toby. I, put, I wrote summer. Summer is correct. It was the year without a summer. There's sun in the summer. <laughs> That's true. It was, yeah, the sun was not entirely blocked out, but blocked enough by all of the ash that, uh, that there wasn't summer in, I think, most of the world. Um, it was, the eruption was in Indonesia, but the effects were global. Question 12. In 1985, the Department of Transportation in which U.S. state introduced a four-word slogan as part of an anti-littering campaign? The slogan appears on countless souvenirs and has been inducted into the Advertising Hall of Fame. Toby? I don't know. My guess is New York. 
Okay, Ben. My guess was California. The answer is Texas. It was oh. don't mess with Texas. Oh, okay. Didn't had, had, had no idea it had anything to do with littering. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's taken on other meanings, but that was that was yeah. where it started. My dad's from Texas. He's probably angry at me when he listens to this. Oh, he might be. <laughs> he might be. Yeah, I think Texans are really into not messing with Texas, and all also, of course, deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, yeah. If you, I mean, if you start singing it, your dad claps at the appropriate moment, right? Absolutely. He will. Question 13. A line from Langston Hughes' poem, Harlem, inspired the title of what Lorraine Hansberry play that debuted on Broadway in 1959? Ben? Uh, My guess was The Color Purple. Toby? Done it. It's A Raisin in the Sun. Oh, I did know that. Oh. Well, I should have should have said it. Should have. <laughs> Question fourteen: Rick Rock sang the titular denial in a two thousand song in which a Jamaican American pop star sang most of the lyrics. What was the name of that song? Toby, I have no idea. So uh, my guess at a denial song title is "I Won't Stop." Ben, I put it wasn't me. That is correct. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the Shaggy. Shaggy? Shaggy, yes. Yeah, Shaggy is, of course, famous for that song, but Rick Rock sang every other line in it. Question 15. A 19th century Earl of what house is most famous for leading a light cavalry brigade at the Battle of Balaclava and wearing a light sweater with buttons? Ben? Oh, this was another guess. I put the Earl of Cardigan. Toby? That was also my guess, Cardigan. Cardigan is correct. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) This question was brought to you by today's sponsor, Sweaters. Are you cold? Put on a sweater. At the end of the third quarter, uh, Ben has six points. Toby has three points. Question 16. In 1889, investigative journalist Elizabeth Cochran traveled around the world in 72 days. She wrote about the journey under what pseudonym? She had been using the same pseudonym two years earlier when she wrote about spending 10 days on Blackwell's Island. Can you repeat that, Morgan? Sure. In 1889, investigative journalist Elizabeth Cochran traveled around the world in 72 days. She wrote about the journey under what pseudonym? She had been using the same pseudonym two years earlier when she wrote about spending 10 days on Blackwell's Island. Question 17. An Ouroboros is an ancient Egyptian symbol that was adopted by the Greeks and became part of alchemy. It depicts a snake doing what? Question 18. In 2004, what legendary sci-fi and fantasy author expressed disappointment at the poor writing and whitewashing in the Sci-Fi Channel's miniseries adaptation of her Earthsea books? I didn't know there was such an adaptation. Very interesting. Yeah. Or whitewashed, unfortunately. Yeah. Question 19. Agatha, Dashiell, and Arthur are three somewhat aptly named characters in what 2002 science fiction thriller based on a Philip K. Dick story. The final question, question 20. The Backroom Rest was a restaurant in Stockbridge, Massachusetts that was the setting of a very long 1967 song. It was owned by a woman with the last name Brock. What was her first name? Okay, let's go over the answers. Question 16. In 1889, investigative journalist Elizabeth Cochran traveled around the world in 72 days 
She wrote about the journey under what pseudonym? She had been using the same pseudonym two years earlier when she wrote about spending 10 days on Blackwell's Island. Toby? Ben. Ben. I don't know either, but I guessed Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> that was Nellie Bly. She's Nellie Bly. Of, <laughs> okay. She's one of the first investigative journalists. Uh, Blackwell's Island, uh, which I think is now called Roosevelt Island, was a, a mental institution. And she wrote the article 10 Days in a Madhouse about going undercover and finding out that apparently the patients were treated terribly there. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to add that to my reading list. I'm going to read that. Yeah, actually, I haven't read it yet. I've, I've read the Wikipedia article about it. Question 17. An Ouroboros is an ancient Egyptian symbol that was adopted by the Greeks and became part of alchemy. It depicts a snake doing what? Ben? Uh, the snake is eating its own tail. Toby? Yep, eating its tail. That is correct. Snake eating its own tail. Question 18. In 2004, what legendary sci-fi and fantasy author expressed disappointment at the poor writing and whitewashing in the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries adaptation of her Earthsea books? Toby? Priscilla Kelleguin. Ben? I put Octavia Butler. Okay. It is Ursula Le Guin. Ah, good one. Yeah, I haven't seen the sci-fi version of Earthsea. I probably won't. That was the book series that made me mad at Harry Potter because it was just like Harry Potter is just this, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> upsetting to me that one got famous and the other didn't. Or like one that like got, you know, sort of more mainstream recognition. Yeah. I've only read the Those Who Walk Away from Alma Lost. That's the only thing I've read by Ursula Le Guin, sadly. Oh, I don't know that. It's a good it's a good story. It's about the, you know, it's a perfect utopian society, but they have to torture a young woman. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's all I've read. Just that story. I need to read okay. more of hers. There's also a Studio Ghibli adaptation of Earthsea, which is uh, also supposed to be bad, uh, which is disappointing <laughs> because I like Studio Ghibli and called? I like Earthsea. Uh, it's called Tales from Earthsea. Oh, okay. It's. I think it's directed by Miyazaki's son. Yeah. And yeah, apparently he did not know what he was doing. Question 19. Agatha, Dashiell, and Arthur are three somewhat aptly named characters in what 2002 science fiction thriller based on a Philip K. Dick story? Ben? I put the minority report. Toby? Yeah, my guess is iRobot, which is later, but I couldn't think of it. Minority Report is correct. Those were the three precogs. Why do you say they're aptly named? They're aptly named because they're all mystery writers. Agatha Christie, Dashiell uh, Hammett, and Arthur Conan Doyle. And they're the three yeah. precogs in Minority Report. Yeah. Question 20. The Backroom Rest was a restaurant in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, that was the setting of a very long 1967 song. It was owned by a woman with the last name Brock. What was her first name? Toby? Alice. Ben? Yeah, I put Alice as well. Alice's Restaurant. That's correct. Alice's Restaurant was the backroom rest. Right, so final score. Toby has six points. Ben has nine points. So congratulations, Ben. Well done, both of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was great. 
Mind Your Own Quizness is produced by me, Morgan Burns. Our theme music is Nothing Changes by Ian Clark, distributed by ClipDad.com. When we recorded this, question 19 included an error. Fortunately, Ben caught it. In the interest of full disclosure, here's the recording of that happening. Question 19. Agatha, Dashiell, and Arthur are three somewhat aptly named characters in what 2002 science fiction thriller based on an Asimov story? Ben? I put the minority report. Toby? Yeah, my guess is iRobot, which is later, but I couldn't think of another Asimov movie, but Minority Report sounds right. Minority Report is correct. Those were the three precogs. I thought Philip K. Dick wrote it, but I... Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I, uh, you are. I'm going to retcon this. I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to, th- I didn't mean to correct no, anybody. I, Toby, do you feel that it was unfair yeah. because I said Asimov? I don't think I would have gotten it if it was either way. Yeah. I mean, maybe better guess, but yeah, yeah, no. All right. Do you mind if I yeah. pretend no, that mistake didn't it. happen and just, all right. Question 19. Agatha, Dashiell, and Arthur are three somewhat aptly named characters in what 2002 science fiction thriller based on a Philip K. Dick story? All right. Thank you. I, I trust you both to keep this secret for me.